0: Gratitude is actually the gateway to forgiveness. If you want to forgive and as someone who's wronged you, uh, forgiveness isn't about telling them that you forgive them. It's about you stopping holding a grudge that takes energy. You have to find gratitude first for everything in the world. So yeah, that means finding gratitude for the pandemic. One good thing came out of it, even if a lot of other garbage came out of it. <laughs>
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Emily Abadi here, bringing you episode 144 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to talk about everything from their big wins to how they've gotten through some of life's toughest moments. On the show, you can expect vulnerability, motivation, and candid discussions with everyone from top athletes to aspiring entrepreneurs on what it really takes to follow your passions. My mission is simple to inspire you to be your best self, move with intention, and have some fun along the way. Today, I am chatting with Dave Asprey. Now, you've probably heard of Dave before, but may not be exactly sure why, Dave is the creator of the Bulletproof Diet and Bulletproof Coffee, and he's also the founder of the biohacking movement, which sounds jazzy because it is. (laughs) Dave, as he defines biohacking, I got you, it is the art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you so that you have full control over your own biology. I know. I know. (laughs) In today's episode, we get into all of that. He tells me about a time in his life when he weighed 300 pounds, was a computer hacker, and dealing with a slew of health issues, including arthritis, which led him into learning about and inventing biohacking. Dave started spending a considerable amount of money on getting better than he had ever been. And of course, We address this in today's episode. Not all of us have hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even more to dedicate to something like this, but we do wanna level up our health. So naturally, Dave, he gives me, he gives the hurdlers some low cost and free examples of how we can do just that, whether it be through things that we should implement or cut out of our diet or other simple tactics like hitting a cold plunge, and we talk about why Freezing your butt off in some water can do your body good. (laughs) He also tells me about his impressive career history, how he made a small fortune by the time he was 26 and then lost it by the time he was 28. And then we talk about his journey to building the Bulletproof brand and business. I, I love how this episode kicks off with a beautiful discussion on the importance of gratitude. And if I'm being really honest, I did not know how this interview was gonna go, but I found Dave to be so interesting, so delightful, and everything he had to say, literally I was just fascinated. So a lot of good content in here. Dave also has a new book out this week called Fast This Way, How to Lose Weight, Get Smarter, and Live Your Longest, Healthiest Life with the Bulletproof Guide to Fasting. I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. Congrats to Dave and the Bulletproof team. It's a big week. Before we get into the swing of things today, today's episode is brought to you by Baron Fig. Studies have shown that journaling is a great way to improve your mental wellness, but sometimes you just don't know where to start. That's where Baron Fig comes into the mix. Their line of guided edition journals, they are the perfect introduction to journaling and getting started on your own individual wellness journey. I use at least three different Baron Fig products every day. I kickstart things by writing in my confidant notebook and then lean into their clear habit journal with my Squire pen. <laughs> I'm such a Baron Fig junkie. I'm loving the way their products feel and how they look and so much more. You've got to get in on the mix. Use the code hurdle20 at barrenfig.com. Dot com to get 20% off their guided edition journals today. Again, Baron Fig has something for everyone. Head on over to baronfig.com. That's B-A-R-O-N-F-I-G.com. Use the code hurdle20 at checkout to get 20% off your first purchase of a guided edition journal today also want to give some love to my friends at athletic greens i've said this before i'm gonna say it again athletic greens and incorporating it into my regular routine is one of the best things i have done for my health as an adult and that's because i used to literally go to the drugstore my local cvs and buy whatever vitamin gummies caught my attention at the time not really You know committing to a supplement routine or to prioritizing you know figuring out what it was that my body really needed with athletic greens it's got 75 whole food sourced ingredients as well as prebiotics probiotics adaptogens and superfoods it's got everything i need to feel better and to fuel my body to be the best that i can be they've got an awesome deal for hurdle listeners one that you should take advantage of asap Head on over to athleticgreens.com hurdle. Again, that is athleticgreens.com hurdle. And with your first purchase of Athletic Greens, you will get a free year's supply of vitamin D, so important right now, as well as five free travel packs. A lot of good stuff here. Again, athleticgreens.com hurdle. Get a free year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I'm really excited again about today's episode. As always, as you're listening, make sure to tag Hurdle over at Hurdle Podcast. I'm over at Emily Abadi. I know I say this often, but if you have yet to rate and review Hurdle in the iTunes store and you come back to the feed week after week and love what you are listening to, it would mean the world to me if you would just take a quick second and do that today. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am chatting with Dave Asprey. I feel like this man needs no introduction. He's the creator of Bulletproof Coffee, the founder of Bulletproof 360, a multiple New York Times best-selling author. How are you doing today, Dave?
0: I'm doing really well.
1: Really well. I love the adjective here.
0: Uh, well, I got uh, two and a half hours of deep sleep last night and an hour and a half of REM. So I'm supercharged today.
1: <laughs> I love the statistics that we've got going on here. Fun fact, before we get into the the real meat and potatoes, I was actually working at Rodale when we were uh, launching the Bulletproof Diet. So it's kind of fun now for me, a little career moment to come full circle with you.
0: Oh, you were, were you in that conference room with like 40 people when I was <laughs> in there?
1: I'm sure I was. Yeah, we did a lot of a lot of fun stuff for the promotion of that book.
0: Uh, it was amazing because I was walking down the street in New York and I found this cool like army ranger vest at a thrift shop. I'm like, I'm gonna buy this and I'm I'm gonna wear an actual almost bulletproof ish vest to, to this meeting, which probably wasn't the New York <laughs> thing to do, but it was fun.
1: I love that. I love that. Okay, and then. I think a fun thing for us to do to kickstart our uh, our time together here today, I'd love to to talk a little bit about gratitude because I've heard you talk about it before and it's not something that we all talk about all the time, but I think that in the contents of what we're doing uh, this year, it's really important. So if you could just talk to me a little bit about how having gratitude can impact Our bodies.
0: Gratitude is the thing that turns off stress. You cannot actually feel gratitude and be angry at something at the same time. So you can at least interrupt the anger by finding something to be grateful for. And the weird thing about gratitude from a neuroscience perspective is that you can actually see the effect of gratitude in brainwaves. So you can just be really pissed off at whatever, you know, policy is affecting your business right now or whatever else. Uh, and then you can say, wait a minute, you know, I still have a roof over my head and you just ponder it for a second and you see a shift in the way your heart beats and the way your brain works. And gratitude is actually the gateway to forgiveness. And this is a part of the neuroscience program that I run, where if you want to forgive and as someone who's wronged you. Uh, Forgiveness isn't about telling them that you forgive them. It's about you stopping holding a grudge that takes energy. You have to find gratitude first for everything in the world. So yeah, that means finding gratitude for the pandemic. One good thing came out of it, even if a lot of other garbage (laughs) came out of it.
1: For sure. And I love what you just said also about how having gratitude can impact your heartbeat. And the way that it impacts that is actually with our heart rate variability. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. You nailed it
1: ah, look at me go. I'm, uh, And I mean, we'll talk about biohacking, but I have become a little bit obsessive over my whoop strap, which is teaching me things that I never really uh, I looked into before when it comes to my body and, and my data and so many of the things that, that you uh, are so well-versed with.
0: It makes a lot of sense to say, hey, how am I doing in ways that I probably don't know how to feel yet? And if you wake up in the morning and say, oh, look, My bio monitor shows me that I really recovered well last night. Today, I can push myself hard. That's precious knowledge because otherwise, if you woke up and you were kind of fried and you didn't really realize how fried you were and you push hard, you'll just get more fried. And this is why doing the same exercise routine, the same fasting routine, the same whatever every day, maybe you should customize your routine for the day
1: biohacking. I want to break it down a little bit for the hurdlers, as I love to call them, uh, as to what it is. So what does it mean to be a biohacker?
0: Well, when I started the biohacking movement, I really pondered the definition and I came up with this. It's the art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you so that you have full control over your own biology.
1: Okay. So that's loosely put. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, because it's like, well, what does it really mean? What's different than everything else? And it is now a word in the English dictionary. It was added in 2018 as one of 880 new words. And my name's in the definition. Yay. (laughs) Uh, But they didn't use my definition. They used a similar one around some some similar stuff.
1: But I mean, how to be someone that's kind of, you know, you're saying my name is next to the the definition of this to be someone that's so on the forefront of this. I mean, how does one even get into biohacking? So give me give me some some of your backstory, how how we arrived at being even interested in getting into this kind of work.
0: The easiest way to get into biohacking is to suffer greatly. Um, All you have to do is do that and get tired of it, (laughs) and you'll find your way there. Uh, Certainly, I put a name on this practice, but it's something that we've been doing for thousands of years. And one arm of it is, how do I improve myself? And the other arm of it is, how do I heal myself? And most people have some things they want to improve and some things that they would benefit from healing, whether they know about them or not. And in my case, I weighed 300 pounds, and I started having cognitive dysfunction in my mid-20s. My career was taking off. I was you know, doing phenomenal things, and I couldn't remember stuff. And I was at high risk of stroke and heart attack and pre-diabetic, and I had arthritis that I'd had since I was a teenager in my knees. And I'm like, I have to fix this. And the doctors don't seem like they can do it. I'm a computer hacker. That was actually my job. So maybe I could hack this because it doesn't look like anyone's going to do it for me. So it was that got me started. It was desperation, frankly. But eventually I spent three, four hundred thousand dollars fixing myself. It doesn't really take that much, but you spend a lot of money on stuff that doesn't work because the knowledge isn't well Mm -hmm. put together. And then I started spending money on getting better than I ever had been and going beyond what's normal. And I still don't know the upper limits of you know, human lifespan or cognitive enhancement, but I've, I'm pretty happy with where I am now.
1: Pretty happy with where you are now. It's interesting to me as someone who also, at one point, I was definitely overweight. And so, to hear you and your your story, what, if anything specific, can you attribute, you know, the earlier unhealthy habits that you had in your life to?
0: I used to believe that it was it was my fault. And actually it was my fault because I am in large part in control of my environment, (laughs) but I thought it was a moral failing and it was a hardware problem uh, that I had. Uh, So it was, there were some behavioral things. I was afraid of being lonely and I was afraid of being hungry because I'd been taught that if you don't eat every, you know, six times a day, you'll go into starvation mode. And so I had beliefs that were not true that informed my actions. Uh, And then I also had biological stuff going on. I lived in a house that had toxic mold, and toxic mold turns down your ability to use your food to make energy. So you get fat, and it also makes you emotionally less able to control your emotions. So you act like a jerk all the time, you're tired, and you keep gaining weight and getting stretch marks, and it sucks.
1: How did you know that your house had toxic mold?
0: Well, I've become kind of an expert in it because I did figure this out by the time I was 30 or so. It was it was a lot of work I, to the point I funded and shot a documentary at moldymovie.com. It's a free thing anyone can see just to say, look, this is a real problem affecting 100 million people. It matters. But the symptoms I had even as a kid growing up in a basement that had been flooded was I, I would have... Uh, chronic nosebleeds all the time, which is a classic Mm. symptom, nightmares, joint pain, rashes, and you get all these different symptoms from them. And I've interviewed so many really successful people who've just been taken out when they had a leak behind their dishwasher, just the dumbest things. But this stuff that's highly poisonous will grow in your house if you're not watching for it. It's something to be aware of and it's not something to be afraid of. It's just to know. But if People are saying, I moved into a new house and I gained 30 pounds and I wake up feeling hungover when I sleep 12 hours and my life is falling apart. I'm like, I think you might want to get an air test, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) If only we knew.
1: (laughs) And maybe then in that case, like spending two, three, four hundred dollars, which can Definitely come off like a, a big chunk of change, but on some sort of an air purifier at the very least is like a good place to start if we're talking about spending it, money on our health.
0: It, it is, in fact, one of the. I have different companies with different missions, but one of my companies called Homebiotic makes a probiotic you spray around your house that eats mold as its fuel source, and the mission huh. for my company is to stop the world's Uh, toxic mold problem. I mean, it's a big thing, especially for kids. It's a major cause of Alzheimer's. Dale Bredesen in his book, The End of Alzheimer's says it's one of the big three things that are triggering it. So we have this, you know, parts per million toxins floating around, smells a little bit swampy in that house. Oh, don't worry. Well, yeah, I agree. Don't worry, but maybe don't go in there either.
1: Right. And so when you're, you know, in your mid 20s heading toward 30, you're feeling a little lost. You're in the midst of this hurdle moment. Like, is there one specific event that happens that you say to yourself, like, okay, it's time to make a change?
0: Well, I made six million dollars when I was twenty six
1: casual. Yeah,
0: that was, that was kind of fun.
1: (laughs) And how does one make $6 million at 26? The hurdlers want to know.
0: I was a co-founder of a part of the company that held Google's first servers when all of the, you know, the Facebook was still the Facebook and all of those (laughs) companies were just being formed. My company held their servers and ran their data centers. And um, I made that $6 million and I lost it two years later when I was 28.
1: Not an easy thing to go through. Oh,
0: God, no. That's one of the WHO top stressors, like losing a family member, you know losing your life's fortune. And it taught me a lot, though, uh, because number one, I said, OK, I have enough money. Um, I've already had my moment of fame in my early 20s. I was the first person to sell anything over the Internet, believe it or not. The first product ever sold before there was a web browser was a caffeine T-shirt that said caffeine, my drug of choice. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> so I'm I'm going, all right. Uh, I I've tried fame. I was in you know my picture in a magazine. And I wasn't very happy. And when I had six million dollars, I'm like, I'll be happy. And when I have ten million dollars, which is a real stupid thing to think and say, but I did do that. And I just was okay. None of those make you happy. And that was a really important learning. But it also gave me the opportunity to say nothing else matters except for your energy. And maybe your health, but really your energy. (laughs) Because if you have enough energy, you can make time or you can make money. But if you have time and money, but you have no energy, it doesn't matter. You'll just sleep. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I started focusing on how do I feel? How do I make myself feel good all the time? How do I know that if I press on the accelerator in my life that I can go faster? Because I was panicking. I was like in a car and you're pushing all the way to the floor and it's slowing down and you can't push anymore. It doesn't matter how much you try. It doesn't matter how much you want. It's that there isn't power there. And I just never wanted to feel that again. Uh, so I, I said, all right, I'm going to have to hack this. If, if I can teach people how to build, you know, a million server networks where you don't know what's going on, but somehow you control it, how different can the body be? And it turns out that systems biology perspective, you can hack the body. And a lot of functional medicine has moved in this direction and i just was saying how do i get the neuroscientists to talk to the bodybuilders to talk to uh, the navy seals to talk to the astronauts uh, to talk to people doing anti-aging research how do we all get together because what everyone wants whether you know you're like i was when i was 25 you know what i wanted most i wanted enough energy to do what i wanted which was mostly Man, I'm going to be really crass about this. Uh, when I was in my mid 20s, mostly I just wanted to get laid and make my career happen because <laughs> <laughs> that's your, your hormones are kind of like that when you're that age. Right? So, but that wasn't where I was putting my energy, right? But that was where I wanted to put it because I didn't have enough. And so I just realized we all want energy to control our biology. And if that means, look, I have an hour and a half commute, I want to come home and I don't want to be a zombie for my kids. That's important, right? Or I I want to be a good teacher. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a football player, whatever. But you just wanted your body to do what you wanted. and, And that's what unites all of us.
1: I think the difference between you and so many, or just perhaps, you know, the success story versus the stagnant is that you felt this way and then you were ready to take action. And a lot of people say, I need to do this. I want to do this, but it's that tipping point, right? It's the I'm going to get up and do it. That's so many people struggle with whether, you know, it's a similar situation and we're talking about weight loss or going after a career shift or a career change, like the unknown is what stops so many people from just saying, "All right, let's make this happen."
0: If there's fear of the unknown, there's also just a kind of a learned helplessness where you go to the doctor and the doctor is going to fix you. And for me, what really helped, I went to the doctor once and I said, "I've done a lot of research and something really isn't working right." The one thing I've been able to find out is that vitamin C uh, seems to help me. When I take it, I feel a little bit better. And he looked at me and said, stop, it could kill you. Don't take vitamin C. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And and I looked at him and I said, what about Linus Pauling? Now, Linus Pauling took 90 grams of vitamin C a day and won two Nobel prizes. And is pretty well known in the health community for doing that. The doctor's like, I don't know who that is. And, And I just realized I'm dealing with someone who lives in a different reality than me. And I had been on antibiotics for 15 years for chronic sinus infections, another toxic mold thing. And I'm I'm just like, hold on a second here. I am not dealing with someone who's an expert in what I'm dealing with, which is I want limitless energy. (laughs) I want to feel good when I wake up in the morning. I don't want pain in my body all day. I don't want to lose words when I'm trying to think of things. I want to be able to pay attention all day long, every day to things that I love and that I care about and that I think matter in the world. And it's not working right now. And this guy has no clue. He thinks I'm lying. He doesn't believe me when I told him I worked out an hour and a half a day, six days a week for 18 months to lose weight. And I still have a 46 inch waist. He's like, oh, that's because you're eating Snickers bars. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because something isn't working. Everyone listening to this has things that aren't working, even though they keep doing them. I just resolved that I'm going to measure and see what works. I'm going to do what's supposed to work. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to do what's not supposed to work. And that led me to Tibet to learn meditation from the masters, to do acupuncture back when everyone thought it was a fraud, to try everything with an open mind. Because what I have to lose, I already feel like crap all the time.
1: Mm, right. So then in your steps to both losing weight and learning how to hack your body, what would you say became the first light bulb moment for you? Like I'm really on to something and I'm starting to feel better.
0: One of the first light bulb moments happened pretty early on. I'd already had three knee surgeries and I was fat and I was going to the gym and I was eating, you know, a low-fat diet. It just it wasn't working, but I was doing it because it's what you did. And I went to this coffee shop and I'm waiting in line and there's a bodybuilding magazine. Now, if you go back into the 90s in a farming community where I went to high school, um, generally uh, men didn't look at pictures of other men in bikinis (laughs) because the (laughs) other kids would beat you up. (laughs) Literally, that was the kind of school I went to. Uh, So but I picked up the magazine and I looked through it and it said, hey, maybe it's carbs that are making you fat. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So without really knowing what I was doing, I took wheat out of my diet because it was a carb. And magically I lost 50 pounds in three months. Hmm. It wasn't even that hard. And my personality changed because wheat can really mess with your head. But it turns out it took me another 10 years and a lot of experiments to lose the other 50 pounds. And that's what's happening now in the world of keto. And people are uh, saying, oh, I I heard about the keto diet. I'm just not going to eat carbs. But It's easy to lose some weight. The others will not go. And that was why I wrote the Bulletproof Diet. It was simply that look, ketosis is a small part of it, but you've got to not eat the stuff that irritates your body because if your body's irritated all the time, your mind will be irritated all the time and you'll be wasting energy all the time. My job now is to have no wasted effort, to be really lazy where I don't want thoughts in my head about what's for lunch, what's for lunch, what's for lunch. I'd rather think about what am I doing next to do something meaningful because I only have space for one thought at a time there. And, and so it was that kind of a mindset to say, how do, I, how do I dial this in so I have more energy and I can direct my attention where I want it and remove distractions. And eating toxins, whether they're plant-based toxins or chemical toxins and all, it really does affect your mental and your physical, even your emotional state.
1: taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsor, Green Chef, the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. You know, I love my pizza Fridays, no questions asked, but ordering Green Chef week after week, it's it helps me to find some balance in my diet. The other day I made a cheesy pesto chicken bowl that was literally to die for. And also of note, last Friday I was writing an article for GQ about meal delivery services and looking at all the pricing and, and all the details, Green Chef is a bargain. No exaggeration, you can eat for less than $7 per meal amazing deal here. Trust me, it is worth a try. It makes Everything easier to have pre-portioned ingredients at the ready to make delicious meals right when you want them week after week. Head on over to GreenChef.com/hurdle90 and use code Hurdle90 to get ninety dollars off, including free shipping. Again, that is GreenChef.com/g r e e n c h e f.com/hurdle90 and use code Hurdle90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well also want to take a moment to give some love to my friends at Element. Element makes zero sugar hydration to support your active lifestyle. Just because it might be chilly where you live does not mean you don't need to think about hydration when you are logging your workouts, whether you're doing it inside or outside. Element has what I love to refer to as the Goldilocks amount of electrolytes to give your body what it really needs when you are getting after it. It can kickstart your mornings, fuel your workouts, improve recovery, and all without sugar, coloring, artificial ingredients, or other junk. Element has a really amazing deal for hurdle listeners. This is an exclusive deal. You can get a free element sample pack and only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack—it's got eight packets of element, including my favorite flavor, orange salt. You get two of those, two raspberry, two citrus, two raw unflavored, all again, absolutely free. All you've got to do is pay $5 for shipping. To claim this deal, you must go to drinkelement.com slash hurdle. Again, that is drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash hurdle to get your free sample pack today. Bonus, if you don't love it, they'll refund you your $5, no questions asked. You've got nothing to lose. DrinkElement.com slash hurdle. So then what are the other toxins that you have found are really just no-goes for diet and consumption?
0: There are four categories of toxins that I wrote about in the Bulletproof Diet. The first one was lectins. And since then, uh, the plant paradox came out, uh, which really focused a lot on lectins as well. And lectins are inflammatory compounds They're proteins that stick to sugars that are found in The nightshade family like bell peppers and spicy peppers and potatoes and tomatoes. Some people are sensitive, some aren't. They're in legumes. They're in grains. And when you eat those things, they tend to cause inflammation, puffiness, gut problems, leaky gut. But you know what? They're a lot better than starving. So we we figured out we could eat these foods, but that was because there wasn't anything like a grass-fed steak wandering around, or we would have eaten that (laughs) from an ancestral perspective. (laughs) So... The deal is, plants don't want us to eat their babies, so they cover themselves in toxins, and we selectively remove the toxins by peeling, by cooking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But still, there's stuff that isn't good for us in some plants. So you pull out those. You pull out oxalic acid, which is present in kale, and probably kale's uh, uh, nemesis. Kale is causing kidney stones and joint pain, and even vaginal pain. Something called vulvodynia in lots of people right now, and they just don't know it. You get rid of your kale and your raw spinach and magically you feel better. And that's because these things evolved so they wouldn't be overeaten by animals. And then the third thing is phytates. When you go on a plant-based diet, your plant-based proteins are covered in phytic acid, which prevents your ability to absorb zinc and magnesium and copper and the other minerals you need. So animals who eat lots of plants that are full of phytates, unless you're a cow with three stomachs, what happens is you can't absorb your other minerals, you get weak and then there's less of you so you'll stop eating the plants. It's all in balance. And the fourth thing is called mycotoxins or mold toxins. And when plants are growing in the field or when they're stored, mold will grow on them. And some of these molds are very toxic and they simulate estrogen. So they make you puffy, they give you extra fat in your tissues and they cause cognitive dysfunction. They're linked with cancer, in thousands and thousands of studies, not just a few. So I'm like, what if we could just minimize those things and then eat the foods that didn't have those? And that became the Bulletproof Diet Roadmap, and people have lost a million pounds on the Bulletproof Diet. So yeah, you can you can do intermittent fasting. I have a new book, by the way, just coming out. It's called Fast This Way, where I teach people about how to do fasting in a way that works. And you want to eat foods that don't make you hungry. The things I just talked about, those are the things that give you cravings. So if you'd like to be able to skip breakfast occasionally without thinking about food all the time, don't have that stuff for dinner. It's not that hard.
1: You mentioned your your trip abroad, uh, and I'm sure that really kind of started to shift your entire perspective. So after a life-changing trip like that, how do you know what your next step is going to be?
0: There's something called uh, serendipity where if you get a chance to travel and God, it might be a couple of years before that happens. I I hope we turn travel back on because it's important, especially when we're younger. Um, But you're not sure what's going to happen and you're going to allow things to happen the way they're going to happen. So you don't know where you're going to be next week because you're taking a month and you're traveling and you're going to do this thing called wandering. And I, I feel like that's the most important thing. And you come back from a trip like that, you can say, oh, I've got, you know, a a job planned or I know what I'm going to do. But you can also say, you know what? I was planning to do that. But suddenly this other opportunity came. So it's willingness to just look around and be open to what comes to you. It's pretty incredible. I came back from my trip to Nepal and Tibet and China. And I said, I'm going to go be CEO of of a wireless internet company in Hawaii. Uh, because I want to be able to surf. And before I could do that, I got a, another job opportunity in Silicon Valley that was a, a profound one of people I'd worked with before. I said, no, I'm actually going to do that. Uh, I met my wife when I came back from that that trip. And I met my wife not because I was planning to, but because I got a phone call randomly from a friend who said, you have to come to this conference. And, you know, why? And she just kind of convinced me to come serendipitously. And I went. So it's that, just being open. And and that's the thing. A lot of people, it's too rigid. Uh, So you don't have to know what's going to happen, but you can just say, I'm going to be curious about what happens.
1: Right. And so you come back and you go to the conference and you meet your wife. And then serendipitously, do you start to be guided toward this path of Being your own boss entirely.
0: (laughs) I've been an entrepreneur in in Silicon Valley for a long time, but it was always as a part of an entrepreneurial focused company, the place where I made $6 million. I was a co-founder of of a part of the company where we started a company inside a company. (laughs) And I'd always said, you know, someday I'll do my own entrepreneurial thing. But that wasn't my goal uh, with Bulletproof at all. I just wanted to share the knowledge that had helped me so much. I've been running an anti-aging nonprofit for 20 years. And I said, I think five people are going to read this blog. And if it's the right five people, it'll change their life so profoundly that it'll just, it'll be like a really high ROI. I already made a quarter million dollars a year. I had stock options. I was a VP at a publicly traded company and I had two young kids. That's probably not the ideal time to start a company. And when I started the blog, More than two people, more than five people paid attention and it started growing and growing. And then I said, I can't buy coffee that doesn't make me crash. Maybe I can figure that one out. Maybe I can take the ingredients for a Bulletproof coffee and I can turn those into products that I can't buy. And my whole deal was I'm going to make products I can't buy and it's going to be a small side gig. And then I called my friends from Silicon Valley in the venture capital world where I would worked, and I said, "Guys, you're never going to invest in my company because I know I've sat in your partner meetings. This isn't really a venture backable company, uh, but you should, you know, give me fifty thousand dollars of personal money so I can buy some, I can buy some more coffee inventory, and I'll give you a good return." And they came back and said, "How about nine million dollars?" And I'm like, "And I, I really, I sat down, I pondered, and I said, okay." If what I have is as good as I think it is and it does for people what I know it does, and now we have a lot more research about Alzheimer's and inflammation, and like we just know so much 10 years after I started this, I said, I think I have a moral obligation to go big. <laughs> so I took the <laughs> money. That's what it was. Uh, but it, it wasn't about, I have to be my own boss. You know, I'm going to show the world. That's what I did in my 30s. What this was about was how do I help a lot of people? because I want no one to go through the amount of pain that I went through in my life. And some of it was emotional pain, some of it was self-inflicted, but a lot of it was just not knowing the manual for the human body. And I didn't know how to eat, I didn't know how to not eat, which is why fasting is a big focus for me now. Uh, I didn't understand the neuroscience, I didn't understand gratitude, I didn't understand forgiveness, I didn't understand having a mission versus being selfish, all that stuff who teaches that anymore? I don't even know, but I thought maybe I could share it with enough people to make a difference.
1: So when it comes to the coffee, let's start there. Talk to me about Bulletproof Coffee and what makes it so special.
0: Well, Bulletproof Coffee came as an idea to me because on the side of Mount Kailash, it's a remote part of Western Tibet, 18,000 feet elevation, 10 degrees below zero. I'm feeling like crap. And a little Tibetan woman, about half my height, I'm six four, Um, So I'm serious about half my eye. (laughs) And she gives me a bowl (laughs) of yak butter tea. And I felt better than I had in a couple of years. I'm like, this is not even possible. There's no air up here. How could this happen? And I came back to Silicon Valley and I put some butter in some tea and it tasted like crap and it didn't work. So I bought some really expensive tea and it didn't work. So then I bought 25 kinds of butter and I'm like, wait a minute, two of the butters work. They're the grass fed butters. They're the closest to yak butter because they have real fat in them. That's interesting. And then I said, well, let's, uh, I'd given up coffee for five years cause I would always crash after I had coffee. I thought maybe I was allergic. So I had a cup of coffee. I felt great. I'm like, yeah, I'm fixed. The next day I had a different <laughs> cup of coffee. I felt like crap. And I'm like, aha, it's not me. It's the different coffee has different things in it. Kind of like different bud has different things in it too. And different strains do different things. So I did the research and I figured out coffee has toxins that make a lot of people feel like crap. And The U.S. doesn't have any laws protecting us from those toxins. So when coffee is rejected by China, rejected by Japan, rejected by Europe, it's legal to sell in the U.S. and Canada. And they send it here and then we drink it and then we get angry two hours later and want sugar. So I decided that I was going to put in infrastructure to change green coffee processing and then lab test it when I was done to see if we could make coffee that didn't have that effect on me. And I thought, I thought maybe a hundred people would want the coffee I was going to (laughs) make. I was a little bit wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit, just a little bit wrong.
0: You blend it with butter and you blend it with another oil called MCT oil, which at at this point, functional coffee, MCT oil and collagen, another product. Those are three major industry categories that Bulletproof created. But when you blend it without the collagen, just, just the two oils in the coffee, it tastes like a latte turns on what the way you would feel after two days of fasting. You get a ton of energy and you stop caring about food. That's the big thing.
1: Right. So then talk to me about how you integrate the Bulletproof Coffee into into a regular day, because I know that, as you mentioned, fasting is a part of it.
0: In my new book on fasting, I, I expound on the psychology of fasting and there are three hacks that you can do in order to allow yourself to fast, get the benefits of fasting, but not feel any hunger. Because it's one thing if you want to do you know a spiritual fast in a cave, which is what I did a four day fast in a cave all by myself um, as a part of writing the book. But if you don't want to go there because you have a job, you have a life, you have demands, but you <laughs> wanted you know to look good, you wanted to feel good, you wanted the clarity and you skip breakfast, you're gonna get hypoglybitchy around 11.30, and then you're gonna, like, I'm just gonna power through it, but you're not gonna be yourself, and a lot of us don't want that. So you can use black coffee by itself during a fast, and you'll be less hungry. You can put MCT oil and butter in it to make it a Bulletproof coffee, and you really won't be hungry, and you'll have more energy, but your fasting machinery in the body will still be running. And if you wanna do the newest fasting hack that's in Fast This Way, It is prebiotic fiber. You can put certain kinds of fiber into your coffee or into something else and you drink that. It doesn't change your blood sugar levels. It doesn't change your protein levels, but it also turns off hunger by manipulating hunger hormones. So all of a sudden, 11 o'clock rolls around on a normal day when you have breakfast, if someone puts a croissant or a muffin or a donut in front of you, you're going to look at that thing and it's going to look back at you. And you're going to have this little inner dialogue about, I want the muffin. And you say, no, no. And then you eat half of it and you feel guilty. But <laughs> what really happens now is someone sets it in front of you, this muffin, and you just don't care because you genuinely don't want to eat it. There's no thought about it. It's just oh, it's there. Like there's a pencil there, but you don't need to write. That to me is liberation. Because I didn't have to use willpower to do something, to tell myself not to do something that I didn't actually want to do. And that's what you're getting with this soluble fiber with bulletproof coffee in the middle of a fast. It's it's been liberating for me.
1: It's been liberating. So I mean, I know that you want to live until 180. Is that right?
0: It's until at least 180. I don't want to put artificial limits on it.
1: (laughs) I respect that. But (laughs) the question then becomes with this extra time, as I would say, because as we know, most people won't get to this this coveted place. What, what are your biggest, you know, what do you really hope to get with that extra time?
0: Emily, I don't agree with the assumption that everyone or most of us aren't going to get to that place. Ooh. I believe that we are going to see a profound shift in the next 10 years in what it means to be old. And I say this because it's already happened and you don't know it starting in about 1995 to 2000, there was an epidemic. And it was an epidemic of people who were older or our elders who were 65, who were saying, you know what? F you, buddy. You can say I'm elderly, but I'm not because I still want to work. I still feel good. My brain works. I like this. And the scientists were like, well, we're not so sure. So they did something called a, a grip strength analysis. And they found that, that's funny. People are not as weak as they used to be. So in fact, it was 55. I'm saying this a little bit backwards. It was when you were 55, you were elderly, and they had to move it to 65. So the definition right. of elderly shifted out 10 years, 30 it's a big years difference. Ago. Well, so it turns out you're you're still as strong at 65 as you were at 55. And what's going to happen as all of us age is that we're not going to have thin skin, hunched over, you know, diapers and putting your car keys in the fridge and all those things that we're terrified of, justifiably so. What we are lacking, the biggest pandemic of all, is our village elders are missing because they have Alzheimer's, because they have diabetes, because they can't get out of bed. And we are having to care for them instead of them having enough energy to care for themselves and share their wisdom with the next two, three, or four generations. That's how it's always been. There's always a few village elders. And We need to bring that back in because if we understand there's a great chance you will be around 120 years from now, do you think you're going to throw plastic in the ocean? No. We need a long-term vision and a long-term vision that affects us, not just some vague idea of future generations. So you better start building soil now because you will be present in a world where we don't have enough soil to grow food if you don't do something now. Why do you think I live on an organic farm where I'm building soil as fast as I can? Partly because I like to eat, but uh, also just because it's fun. So having a long time span and understanding this is not just for wealthy people, this is happening for all of us. In fact, they announced yesterday a new drug they found. You take it four times and it reverses age-related decline in memory from four doses of a drug. What the drug does is fix metabolism. It's not approved for use yet. This just, came out just yesterday, but every week we're finding these amazing ways to turn our youth back on. It is happening and it is happening faster and faster and faster. The only thing that'll stop it is a comet hitting the planet or really bad government policies. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or really bad government policy. I mean, you say that you don't need to have a ton of money to to invest to to do some good for your body to live longer. I know that you have had the opportunity to spend some money, a like decent a million
0: bucks, sure,
1: <laughs> to uh to to better yourself. So for those that you know don't have those means, if you had to offer them one or two suggestions, what do you offer them?
0: The number one thing that you can do is show your body that occasionally there will be strong demands on it. And it's going to have to turn on a lot of energy really quickly. Because when it knows that you live in a world like that, any parts of your cells, your mitochondria that are weak, it'll just get rid of them and build young new ones. You can do a cold shower in the morning. For one whole minute, you have cold water hitting you in the forehead. You'll hate me for saying that for three days. But after three days, all of a sudden you're like, you know what? that was not unpleasant, I actually feel really good. Because in three days time, according to the studies, you change the structure of your energy generation parts of your cells, and then they work better. And that's what builds resilience, that's what builds immune function, that's what builds a person who is stronger and has more of that accelerator to push to the floor. So another thing you could do, and these are all free, um, is you can focus on your sleep. This isn't quite free, but it's almost free. Black out your curtains. There's a study that showed the amount of light that comes around curtains in the normal city environment increases depression by about 69%. Sleep in a cave. You can put aluminum foil on your windows if you don't have blackouts. (laughs) Unplug your LEDs. Like this is not hard, but those little things like that, those will help you live longer. And maybe I'm wrong. You'll just not have a bunch of degenerative conditions for the last 20 years of your life. Like You win either way except I'm not wrong.
1: Except I'm not wrong. Okay. So then as we start to wind down here, someone comes to your Instagram page and they see a man who has certainly done his fair share of research. He has biohacked. He's well on his way to at least 180. When you look in the mirror, what is it that you see looking back at you?
0: Uh, Just another person. I, I don't think I'm particularly special. Uh, I look, I'm like, hmm, do I have dark circles under my eyes? If so, I wonder what I did to cause that because I have control over those things.
1: Right now, you have an opportunity to offer a piece of advice to the Dave who is in his mid to late 20s, really going through the thick of it with this hurdle moment, feeling stuck and at that bottom point. You have an opportunity to offer him a piece of advice. Looking back on it now, what do you tell him?
0: The thing that I wish I could have told myself much earlier in my career was just that people want to help. All you have to do is ask the right people for help and be willing to accept it. I was stubborn; I would not accept help in my twenties because I was going to show everyone I could do it all by myself. And I, I look back at what Mark Andreessen has done—you know, very famous investor. Well, Mark created the first web browser i wrote one of the first reviews in a magazine of the web browser and i had done e-commerce at the same time mark went to silicon valley raised hundreds of millions of dollars and became a billionaire what did i do i got tired of putting t-shirts in boxes in my dorm room and i shut the company down i'm not i'm not complaining i'm doing fine now but he was willing to go to silicon valley and ask for help from someone who'd done it before and i was too stubborn to do that and if i had just known, hey, people want to help and they want help because it feels good to help it would have been so much easier for me, and now I'm surrounded by people who want to help, and I'm I'm so fortunate. I just wish I'd have known that earlier.
1: I could literally talk to you for hours. I wish that we had more time here today, Dave. How do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they find you? Give me all the details.
0: Emily, the best place to go right now is fastthisway.com. And when you go there, pick up my brand new book. And I will spend two weeks teaching you the book because it's one thing to read a book. It's another thing to have the author teach it to you. And I'll do that for free because I just want people to figure out how to skip breakfast, <laughs> how to fast without breaking themselves and without feeling hungry. And of course, I'm really active on Instagram. I'm Dave.asbury And Bulletproof Radio, a couple hundred million downloads. That's pretty well known.
1: Just a couple hundred million. I'm I'm well on my way there, Dave. I'm aspiring it to be. You'll get there, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am at Emily Body and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.